What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have returning comedian Ken Krantz. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. We were just talking about, before we started recording, Ken thought we were recording, so I feel bad. Uh, we were talking about men, manly men fixing things like plumbing and whatever, I don't know, whatever else kinds of thing what I, all i can think of is oh, it takes a realer man than me to to fix things to be to build things that's basically what we were talking about right i real issue it was it was pretty hilarious before we started recording <laughs> i really took the wind out of it <laughs> as soon as kate was like you know we're not recording it was all well, Ken, you gotta wait to. See. I would. I do an intro with CG. I do the whole thing. You'll see a recording button. You know. Yeah. Trust, trust me, audience. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You have to believe me on this, long-time <laughs> listeners. It was the rest hilarious. Of the podcast. You, you wish you were there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest of the podcast, we convince everyone how funny those two unrecorded minutes are. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, Ken. You're here not just to have fun with us, to promote as well a new podcast you have. So can you explain it? Is it is it called I Love Rock and Roll? Am I it's right? It's called it's called I Love Rock and Roll, okay. and it's for it's for music nerds. It's just um, it is me and uh, do you know Chip Chantry, the Philly comedian? Not well. No, well. Oh, it's. Yeah. Chip and I, and we um, were just finding some outrageous stories in rock's history, in music history. Okay. And we're just telling the stories. We're bringing in comics and musicians to interview them or have them as guests. So if you're a music nerd, this is this is a fun one. Now, is it like is it like old time rock and roll? Is it classic rock? What 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 is it exactly? We're we're all we're all over the board so far. So we've covered um, we've covered we did uh we covered Millie Vanilli because we yeah we didn't like everyone sort of knows the surface story, but then we went and 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 really looked into it and um. We had Adrian Iapellucci on for that one, okay. who was so perfect. Um, we covered the Beach Boys with their connection to Charles Manson. Um, we did one on the Runaways. We found one on this guy named Spade Cooley, who was around in the 40s and 50s, and was like a sing was like 
one of the most famous people in America, like like a singing cowboy. And um, he was like made millions and millions of dollars and then um, went a little off the rails with drugs and alcohol and beat his wife to death. It was like the original trial of the century. Now, can you tell me about the Beach Boys connection to Charles Manson? Because I've never heard that before. Yes. So Charles Manson back in the 60s wanted to be a folk singer. He was he was in prison on some petty crimes and heard the Beatles like everyone else did. And it changed his life. And he decided he wanted to be a singer. And when he got out and settled around Hollywood, he became friends with Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. And um, they wrote some songs together. The Beach Boys even recorded a song co-written by Charlie Manson. And uh, they agreed that they were going to let him make a demo. And the Beach Boys label was going to listen to it. And if they liked it, they were going to sign them. And they ultimately passed. And that's, that's when he snapped. The house, the house the house where Sharon Tate was killed was owned, was a rental property owned by the Beach Boys producer. So they, they didn't even, they knew that the, they knew that the guy wasn't there anymore. They knew that there, but they went to that address to send a message to the Beach Boys. Oh, I didn't know about How, that. Yeah. I just watched that Once Upon a Time in uh, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which like doesn't give you exactly the story, but it kind you know it jogs your memory. Right, about some of this stuff was real, and uh, dude, that's yeah. that's why he went off the road. Yo, he must have been a charismatic motherfucker if he got yeah. like he made friends with one of the Beach Boys and was like. He- he was friend. He was friends with a lot. He was friends with a lot of the musicians that were in that area at the time. And he, because he was so charismatic, and he had all these young girls with him all the time, which the rock stars liked. Um, he he was able he was able to to make these connections. They they said um, he Dennis Wilson picked up a girl who was part of the Manson family, like hitchhiking, and uh, she was like, "Hey, do you mind if I have some friends over?" And he said no, and he went out to do something. When he came back, Charlie Manson was in his house with with all these people, and they never left. Like they just proceeded to stay there for like eight months, and then finally Dennis Wilson moved out. Is is that the guy in like the the at like the ranch in the movie um in the movie What's Upon a Time? No, no, that yeah, no, that that, that no. No, they didn't really. They didn't really touch on that. I don't think they touched much on this in the movie, if at all. Well, wow. you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one one failed demo tape, like one, like that's that's how close we were to getting another shitty folk singer. <laughs> Thank God things turned out the way they did. Oh. <laughs> at least he's I told, memorable. I told you Ken can go dark sometimes. I was trying to describe <laughs> how you are, your comedic style, you know. Um, but uh, I think it's neat that you're, 
being this reporter, this investigative researcher into these stories. I had no idea, like CG was saying, that the Beach Boys had a connection, had yeah. a connection to Manson. Um, all right, so people should go check that out for sure. And you said that maybe, maybe you'll have us on. Yeah, first. for sure. For sure. <laughs> It's 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 a fun it's a fun podcast, but it's a lot of work. Like every week, it's like writing a term paper. Oh yeah, yeah. I would do think guests, so. It's keeping you sharp. Do the guests have to do the research with you, or are you got like? Do you guys do the research? And we, the if you if you come on, we tell you you can be as prepared or unprepared as you like. You know, because different people are different. So. Some people want to be completely prepared and, and have jokes or comments on it. And other people just like to react naturally to, you know, or organically. So we try and keep it as low pressure for the guests as possible. If it's something you're interested in. And, if I'm fully unprepared, then the jokes are better, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of the same way. But I'm not having it. You you get you get more honest reactions. Hmm. All right. Well, I was just talking to CG about how when he was in a fourth grade, he had the vanilla ice tape. Mm -hmm. tape not just the single. The full the full album hmm. on tape. And his friend wanted a copy. So CG was recording. Because you know back then when you yeah tape like so he was recording the tape and realized that he could record his own voice while recording the tape and did some amazing fourth grade djing in between songs like yeah boy and <laughs> gave it uh, with a lot of other stuff and gave it to his friend fourth grade and his he found out that his friend's family <laughs> listened to it a lot in the mornings they would listen to the tape of cg um djing or hype manning vanilla ice's full full album i think it's the best thing I've, i wish i could find this tape wouldn't that be hilarious if they didn't know that was you like if they just thought that was part of the album for years and then like one day they put the cd on and they're like what is like what is this bullshit edit uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what i was trying to do man but when once i figured out i could talk over it i was all over that job <laughs> like, you one time, white boy. You know, like, all the yeah. right, I like that you bought the whole album. Like, Ice Ice Baby wasn't enough. Like, you heard it and you were like, I absolutely need more of this. I didn't know that you could buy just one song at that time. I was like a kid. And so, you know, I went and I was like, Vanilla Ice. And then when I was like, oh, there's more songs, I was like, they must be great. <laughs> it was, uh, it's not, it's not the best album. <laughs> but um, I still stick by the song though. There's play that funky music, white boy. There's that song. There's a, I I forget a lot of it, but I mean, it was a good time making the tape. And then I'm kind of a legend now with that. <laughs> I went to Christian school with their son in fourth grade. He asked me for the Vanilla Ice tape. It's pretty vulgar. It's pretty vulgar. <laughs> and then I found out later, like you know, that his whole family would listen to it at the breakfast table. And like I think I was cursing too, maybe because I it was giving me some balls just listening to Vanilla. <laughs> oh, 
And so, like, I think I was cursing a little bit, too. I would have been mortified if he told me that then. I found out, like, years down the road. He was like, yeah, what's up, brother? That's hilarious. Did you even remember doing it? I did. When he brought it up, I was like, yeah, I made you that tape. That was the illest. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they really appreciated it. I didn't know. I thought it was going to go unappreciated. I thought it was only for his listening. Um, and then I was embarrassed. I was seriously embarrassed after because that, like, whole family members, a mother, mother <laughs> listened to it. Well, it sounds like they were enjoying it, so you must have done something right. I guess so. I guess so. Or they might have just, I feel like they were the parents who just spoiled their kids and let their kids do anything. So I think he just got to pick that song. Like, he would, like, they, they ate Cocoa Puffs for breakfast. What kind of real family lets the kid eat Cocoa Puffs for breakfast? <laughs> for breakfast. I let Shane do that. Oh, well, my God, dude. I'm calling child services. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just making jokes here. But I think it was that kind of family. The kids kind of ran the show. They could do what they wanted. And so that's what was playing. Isn't that the best when you, like, pull a joke on somebody and then it has those long-term results? <laughs> Like I had a, I had a, I was probably around the same age, like fourth or fifth grade. And my family, every summer, we used to go down to Cape May, New Jersey and like spend the summer at the beach and um, a very close, like my oldest friend, uh, this girl named Erica would come with us. Her mom and my mom were really good friends. So we would like vacation together. And I met a kid down the shore and his name was Donald. And we became friends and we would like hang out and play. And we must have told Erica that his last name was Duck. And she believed us. But like she was like we were young. I just always fucked with this girl. I just always like I always just make up the dumbest shit and she falls for it every single time. And I have no memory of telling her, like I only vaguely even remember having a friend named Donald as a little kid. <laughs> and then I'm not exaggerating, like fast forward 30 years and I don't even remember how it came up in conversation. And she was like, yeah, when you and that kid, Donald Duck. And I was like, what, what kid? She was like, Donald from Cape May. His last name was Duck. I was like, there's no way his last name, like, what the, of course it wasn't. She'd been telling people for 30 years that she personally knew a kid named Donald Duck. I don't even remember making this bullshit up, and she ran with it for three decades. That's why you liked to fuck with her back then. Because she, you know, you knew that you could, and it would be hilarious, and you knew, you know, she would take the stuff seriously. That's the funnest person to fuck with. I still do it now, and she still falls for it. We, we told her... Within the last couple years that the son of Sam was being paroled and going on Dancing with the Stars. And she was furious. She was like, we were at the bar. She was like, no, no, we're, this, we're going too far. The celebrity bullshit's gone too far. And I'm like, we're watching her go. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're like... It's not the 80s. You can Google anything I say, and she just, every time, it's hook, line, and sinker. Oh, that's a good one you guys made up, man. That was inventive right there. That's funny that she was out, outraged, because that means, like, she kind of knew who that was, and, yes. like, for some reason that outraged her. 
Yeah. You don't I mean, know who the son of Sam is? No, I mean, I kind of know that he's like a serial killer. Um, but yeah, like, that's enough. But like, like, like she had a soft spot in her heart for that, you know, that story, you know, whereas, whereas she got real upset that he was getting out as if like one of her parents was one of the victims. I like, yeah. I like that part. I think that adds to it a little bit. She, she was screaming about being done with dancing with the stars. <laughs> she was like, I used to like that show, but I'm never watching again. How could they do this? <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, especially a person like that who has convictions. I like yeah. that a lot too. You know, who's really who's really convicted and cares about things and really gets rattled by stuff. And then, you know, they'll scream at the bar about it. That yeah. that makes it ten times better. So I probably would be in the same boat if I knew this this chick. Kate's kind of that chick <laughs> in my <I'm> life. Say. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. very gullible. Like it doesn't occur. My brain doesn't first occur that this could be sarcasm or a lie. She you sent know? me a picture of one of the Thundercats, and she was like, "She was like, damn, they looked good." You know, one of the Thundercats, like, <laughs> and their faces look good. And I was like, I was like, yeah, the story's like they were all models first. And she was like, seriously. And then I told her like, yeah, they all hung out. They're they're models at a runway show, like in the episode, and and Mumra attacked the, the runway show. And she was like, seriously, and I was like, "You are dumber than a barnyard animal." It was a <laughs> conversation. It was a tech conversation. But it was really fun. I thought she knew, but then when she asked after I told her that the start of the show was Mumra attacking a fashion show, and she was she thought that was for real. She was like, "Oh shit, I'd be into that, John." And she thought that was going to the show. So like. So like yeah, it hit me hard. It was like, oh, she's eating this stuff. Yeah. So sometimes we have I have a pretty good time with that. Kate's my Diana or Erica or whoever it was for you. Yeah, Erica. How how long have you guys known each other? How far back does that go? Se seventh grade? Seventh grade. Yeah. Like we kind of hung out at like random neighborhood parties without really being friends yet. But seventh grade's when he became my bestie. Okay. Yeah, and he was fucking with me then too, for sure. Like, yeah, you know, that's what blows my mind. So, how does it not occur to you? I don't know, like, because I'll have like a genuine question, you know, like, and I said to him when he said they were all models, I go, "Are you fucking with me?" And instead of saying yes, he like gave me the whole storyline, like they were at the runway <laughs> show, and then Mumra came in, and like to me, that sounds like. Oh, I'm gonna watch Thundercats. Like, I'm <laughs> like, 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 what? And then I like, I like Wikipedia, and the first thing I saw about Thundercats, they were like an alien cat race, and I was like, yeah. what? like I was like an alien cat race that does runway model shows. Like I was like, I love this. And he was like, so stupid, and I was like, good looking enough to be models. In the cat alien cat race. That's what I was surprised at. Thundercats back when we were kids had body. She-Ra had body. Like now cartoons aren't that sexy anymore. But they were they were drawn by dudes back then. The dudes were just drawing what they wanted to fuck, even if it was a space cat. But well, the dudes were hot too. They could draw it better than how women actually look in real life. That's how I'm always like, how did they do that? How can you picture something better than you've ever seen and draw it? Because like the <laughs> X-Men, the X-Men women, like Rogue in, in the cartoon, 
they were ridiculous, dude. They were giving me little kid boners for, you know, for decades. Well, I wasn't a little kid for decades. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know what you're trying to say. You understand. I understand. They're like, yeah, no, they don't have that anymore. I don't think. I don't watch kids shows these days, but I don't think they have that anymore. People, people are angry that cartoons, they're making cartoons less fuckable. And this is like a thing that people are really mad about. I guess um, Space Jam 2 has I I didn't I wasn't like a big Space Jam dude, but one of the one of the lady bunnies, I guess they made she looked sluttier in the original movie. And when they saw the when they saw the the new one, she's like in baggy shorts and a baggy shirt. You can't see her body. And people were like mad. They were like, oh, that that cartoon lady rabbit isn't doesn't look like a whore anymore. And people were like mad about it. And it was. I feel like one of those emails were mine or one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I think that added so much to the shows that they were the super hottest women ever. Uh, I just I really thought that did something for me. (laughs) I I like hot cartoons, not just I I like when, you know, like when I used to watch She-Ra, She-Ra was hot. He-Man was hot. I didn't know about Thundercats very much. I didn't know that they were attractive. Kate, that's kind of sick. Because it's a cat. Yeah, I mean, when you looked at it and you sent me that picture, like, damn, check this out. Like, that's a cat from an alien cat. cat. It's an alien cat. It's a, it's a cat humanoid thing. I'm not saying I would fuck humanoid that. Race. That's, that's what it said. The cat alien was sexy, okay? I'm not saying I would do anything with that. You know, <laughs> kind of just said that, actually. That, that's kind of exactly <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> Uh, no, no, but in the I think in the musical cats, those cats are hot. But like it kind of <laughs> always turns me, it turns my stomach a little bit that they're like that they're cats though. Uh, like it, it's, it does a really, really weird thing to me. Growing, Growing up, up, I'm looking at it. And I kind of you know I I'm, why'd you get a weird echo? I don't know. <laughs> Did you get it too? It's like God stepped in and was like, please stop talking about this. <laughs> Maybe I'll chill. I'll take that as a warning. And moving on. Uh, well, actually, this next topic I had written links to what we were just talking about. It does? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Is that your text going off, by the way? Um, it's not mine. It's not me. It's I know it's not it's you, Ken. That's why can. I yelled like that. It's definitely Ken. <laughs> Uh, to turn that off i think maybe Um, i can fix that okay Uh, well while you're fixing that i i had the topic of aliens written down because i'm on tiktok and there are lots of alien space you know alien ufo stuff uh videos now some are definitely fake and like admittedly so like they'll hashtag like they're they've made it or whatever and then some are people saying like I just captured this in LA or, and they believe it's real. Who knows what it really is, but how do you guys feel? Do you think aliens are out there? I obviously do a hundred percent. Well, the Pentagon also confirmed they released footage this year and confirmed that they did have evidence of that stuff out there, but CG. I turned it off. I turned messaging off. (laughs) What is happening? I think you're going to not now, but I think eventually, is it, is it, is you it? know who it is. 
Well, you tell them you're podcasting and to stop. It's it's me. I'm just trying to piss Kate off. <laughs> no, I don't I, even have his number. I've just been guessing. I don't know how to turn off when, like, if someone calls on my regular phone and I'm Skyping, it comes through on my computer, too. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. Um, so we both have to figure that out. But anyway, I'll ask you first, Ken, while Siege figure this, figures that out. Do you believe in, do you think aliens are out there? How do you feel? 100% I believe in aliens. I mean, the pen, they've come out, the Pentagon, I mean, they waited until this year to be like, well, you know, maybe we could skate this under the radar. But, um, yeah, there, there's, I mean, there's very high-ranking government officials that have come out and confirmed it. And I also think it's just insanely small-minded to think that we're the only planet with people zipping around. I 100% agree. I mean, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, it's... I feel like maybe if there were, like, there'd be something more concrete or that the aliens... I, I, I It's not that I don't believe they're around. It's that, like, it does... I do always question why there's something not like that's not a lot more concrete. The, um, and I it makes me think though that like maybe they're advanced enough that they're really good at hiding. No, the the Pentagon's released video. The Pentagon has released video of UFOs and been like, "This is a UFO for but, sure." But I mean, what does that mean? Does that just mean they unidentified it? They couldn't identify it, or it means? It was a ship from another planet. Like it what means that? it means it was it means it was something not from it means it was something that they couldn't even figure out from this planet. So I I definitely there have been so I gotta see been, that. I didn't know about all that. That just happened this year. Yeah, they waited until like the height of the pandemic. I and mean, they did it like real sly too. It was like yeah. They just had a press conference. Some dude gave out a bunch of info and then was like, and aliens are real. And then just kept. <laughs> yes, I feel like they did do that because I didn't fucking hear about it. Yeah. No, it was like front page New York Times at one point. Yeah. The issue is that it was at the height of the pandemic. So like one day the newspaper's like more deaths, you know what I mean? And then it was like real quick. <laughs> Aliens are real. And then the next thing it was like COVID, yeah. you know, so, yeah. and yes, they chose to release it when, um, uh, people were so worked up about COVID. Dude, so, you guys just changed my whole life. <laughs> my whole life just changed. Dude. Really? Quite honestly. Yep. I mean, I but, guess I kind of knew, but like to have it. So the government's like, we know <laughs> that's some whole different shit. Well, yeah. Yeah saying and i've read a lot of things too um that government officials more than one i would say more than 10 maybe um have come out on the record which is scary for them to do yes like and, super high-ranking military dudes saying not like not like anonymous like oh general fucking whatever is <laughs> is he's like yeah here's the video they were. They did it real slick. They were like, "Wear a mask. Aliens are real. Wash your hands." Oh. <laughs> they were slick about it. 
But, but they came out and admitted it. And I've watched a lot of documentaries on it. And there's um, there's just so many people with the same stories that they they this documentary, I, 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 I'll find you the name of it offline. I don't remember. But there was um, in New Zealand in the 90s, there was an elementary school where allegedly a UFO came right over the school and hovered over the soccer field for like 10 minutes or something and then took off. And there was hundreds of witnesses. And this was in the 90s. And they interviewed them 30 years later. And every one of those kids grown up, same story. They were, they were showing you the story they told on the news 30 years ago. Their stories haven't changed. They're all sticking to it. You know, like nobody makes a profit off this. It's it's not like you get rich. People just think you're fucking wacky if you come out and say it. So the fact that they, you know, like hundreds of witnesses and, and all these years later, they're all sticking to the same story. Yeah, I, I totally believe in them. I do. I read a book about a woman who had a lot of experiences with a certain alien race and she was ostracized. Like she lost her career like for coming out and talking about her truth like you don't really up until now maybe you don't really get rewarded for speaking out about something that people aren't used to hearing or that someone's trying to hide and i i loved her book you know she was like they kept telling me that i was helping to awaken the collective and that i was gonna help bring in new frequencies she's like but it was so hard because i lost everything while you know it happened but her book's doing well she's doing well now but yeah people have been having sightings and visitations some people say they've been abducted for years and years but i feel like finally especially with the pentagon finally admitting it i think it'll be easier for sure. people to speak out, speak out. their lives I... away from them i just heard you reverb and is it what's going on skype Skype. By the way, kudos to you, Kate, for single-handedly keeping Skype alive. Like, <laughs> during the I feel like the pandemic hit and Skype was like, this is the moment we've all been w waiting for. And then Zoom was like, nope, because now we're a thing. And then I was like, how did Skype not, like, Skype was Zoom years before anybody needed it. And then the minute we all needed it, we just jumped ship to Zoom. That's why we decided to stick with it. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's not, it's not because we don't like plant paying Zoom fees. It's not because anything along those lines. We're loyal. They were the first to do it. It's like I eat Hydrox cookies. They were the first ones. So uh, it's just, it's the way we do things here on Invasion of Privacy. <laughs> I know. Whenever we tell our guests, we're like, we're going to be recording on Skype. They're always like, oh, man, I got to I think I deleted that like six years ago. <laughs> yeah. See, I was I was like, oh, I created an account. And then you were like, no, I looked for you. You have one. Like you knew I had a Skype account. And I didn't even know. Uh, well, you said you were like this. You know, I said, what's your thing? And you sent me a screenshot, which includes the longest. <laughs> yeah. And but I, I didn't know how to change that all in because when I first searched I got confused because there were a couple accounts coming up and I was like, wait, maybe, you know, 
we we all worked it out but that's how it usually goes with now every now and then you have someone who's still using skype regularly and they're like i'm on it here's my you know account but most people are like oh okay i'll, I'll get back on there i'll figure it out but I, I love skype i do i think it's magnificent they were the ones they're that like the hippies of 2021 like they're the people who don't really give a shit like they're smoking a cigarette while they're on on skype in their in their house it's those kind of people who still have skype so like yeah we we uh we get some of those 50 percent of our guests <laughs> Dude, it's important to have Skype. CG should have WhatsApp. I mean, you never know if an apocalypse is going to hit and which... America chance. Online. What'd you say? Me and Kate use America Online <laughs> instead, of, uh, instead of texting. At the very least, CG should know how to turn the volume down on his phone. Like, he should be, at the very least, he should be able to get his ringer turned off. No, no. It's, it's in my computer. It's the damn... It's the oh. damn... It texts through my computer too, and that's what I I quit the program, <laughs> and then it unquits it when somebody texts me. <laughs> so I had to text my friends and say, "Stop texting me! I'm doing uh, something important, and I don't know how to fix it." <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us back to the first two minutes that everybody missed. That's true. That's yes. true. I'm okay with computer stuff, but not like what like a real man does like i can't build a deck or like i can't yeah. like i can plunge a toilet i can do that it's between like plunging a toilet to where i max out and then like i can't build anything you know how to snake fix. a toilet now don't you didn't you learn how to snake a toilet let's not get carried away kate okay i did it once oh <laughs> i did it once but i'm not i don't have the confidence to just keep going to people's houses snaking <laughs> It's a gross, gross. Snaking toilets. It, it sounds like, like it sounds like having sex with bad pussy. <laughs> well, you Yo, just made up a thing last night. Like, like, dude, I've been snaking toilets for decades. Finally <laughs> settled down with a good woman. That sounds like how Michael Douglas would talk about Catherine Zeta Jones, right? No, remember when he said that he got his throat cancer from going down on her? <gasps> Is that what he said? You remember that? That? Yes. Wow. I'm not making this up. No, did he say, like, you know, the doctor told me it's legit? Or did he just come out in an interview and be like, listen, I know what happened. <laughs> I think. This is what went down. I'm, like, it felt, it, I'm out. It felt like a self-diagnosis. It, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't backed up by any uh, medical professional. It, it felt like a cross between bragging and self-diagnosing. He was like, listen, I'm 65 years old. I still eat a lot of poontang. Um, it happens. Yeah. He was so, like, yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I am Michael Douglas. <laughs> um, I was just like, can you imagine a doctor coming out and being like, we looked over your MRI and your CAT scans, and this is definitely from eating pussy. Yeah. There's no other way to say this. Can you I imagine, because you know Catherine Zeta-Jones is probably in the office with him. Nobody asked him how he got the cancer. Like, it wasn't like he was, <laughs> he like released a statement. It was like, I have throat cancer, and I'm pretty sure I got it from my wife's pussy. 
I'm Googling, Ken. I have to I'm, go. To I'm not. Go ahead. Can I, you Google during a podcast? Is that that's kind of unprofessional, right? It's what? I spend half my podcast on Google. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I got to do that more then. I thought that was unprofessional. I thought it's just like what I know, I know now, and that's all I can. That's all I can use. <laughs> so, but now I'm I'm turning over a new leaf today. I've changed a lot today. I'm so confused because things. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are coming up about I'm, this? Yes, of course they are. Like, I'm not making this up. Here's one of the like I'll have to read the full articles on this now and see what he said, but it's something like Douglas told reporters at the time that it's a sexually transmitted disease that causes cancer, and if you have it cunnilingus is also the best cure for it oh it's the cure for it no that's not what that's what i'm saying there must be but he also was saying that he got it from a sexually transmitted disease so ken i'm gonna have you go to google if you Here, want watch. <laughs> there's another article from the guardian.com i was i was sorry for the effect of oral sex cancer comments on my wife so See? there's He's regretting something, but I want to know. Yeah, he had to issue an apology. I think what he was doing was like, in case the cancer killed him, he wanted to make sure that, I don't think he's one of those, like, I just want you to find someone else and be happy for the rest of your life, dudes. She was one of the hottest ladies ever. Yes. In her day. Um, Body was ridiculous. They always, I remember the, commer- the the preview for this one thing where there were like all these lasers in this apartment. She was a spy and it just showed the shot of like her ass, like trying to, trying to sneak through the, la- snake through the lasers. And like, usually oh, yeah, it was Sean Connery. Yeah. So, I mean, she, usually they don't do that in like a legitimate movie preview that like, it's going to be on the big screen in real movie theaters and stuff like that. Just show you like a crazy ass shot as like the biggest part. Now I think that was like the end of the trailer. And, you know, so, I mean, she is legit and I'm, I'm pretty surprised that, that he would say, it's just a a strange thing to say. He had to call her, right? To like after he made those, he had to have seen some like curious looks on the reporters' faces, and then he was like, "Because you can't let her find out by turning on the news or Twitter." Like he had to get out ahead of it. So 
Like that's gotta be a weird phone. Like to have to call home and be like, so you may hear something on the news tonight, and uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but <laughs> these guys yeah. were asking me about my new movie. <laughs> They're asking about my new movie. Uh-huh. Well, it's so funny. Like, the, what is the newest Michael Douglas movie? I don't. I couldn't even tell you. He was in this remake with Shia LaBeouf or something called like Wall Street. Oh, yeah, that, that, that might have been the last one, dude. That was a while ago. Yeah, no, no. Especially after hearing that, not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> so I'm gonna move on to the next topic, which it's probably best. I which mean traditions are the smoothest. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of things that also need attention, there's a civil war going on and protests, some crazy protests going on in Colombia. Have you guys heard about this? No. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh what exactly is happening? So there's a lot of civil unrest going on in Colombia right now. There are protests going on because there was supposed to be this tax reform bill that passed and then it got rejected. And people are really protesting to the point where the government's like kidnapping some people. And there are also reports that at least 20 just like dead. There's stuff going on there. Um, But it does. In Colombia. In Colombia. Wow, yeah. who would think? Who would think such terrible stuff would go on in Colombia? CG. Isn't that like cartel cartel country? Well, I mean, in a sense, you're right. Like, there are so many countries out there. Because you were talking about that one time you went to Mexico and, like, the police basically robbed you. <laughs> so. That's pretty sketchy. Yeah, so I guess, like, it's not news like guys Colombia's government's being sketchy and awful it's like (laughs) yeah I guess I guess but it's still sad like there were some videos I saw because people now on their TikToks for being pretty straight up for being some street pretty straight up people pretty organized government (laughs) well people their citizens are taking TikTok videos of like like I saw people I'm scrolling through my TikTok and I saw videos of like people getting shot or kidnapped and like screaming and I'm like whoa so um that's going on in Colombia we can move on from that okay I do want to move on from that but I just wanted to let you guys know that that's that's happening so (laughs) so speaking of TikTok I posted a video that right now has 1.5 million views and it's about a mood ring toilet seat slash thermal toilet seat and what i said was in the picture and ken i should have i can show you the picture now but in the picture in the mood ring toilet seat you can see the balls mark on the <laughs> lid so my comment was what kind of a monster would sit on a closed toilet lid and I have been getting so many responses. I didn't realize it was going to be like this social experiment, but I've, I now know how many men are sitting on closed lids and why I didn't. Can you why? That's what I'm. Do you sit? Ken, do you sit on closed toilet lids? Uh, yeah, when I'm, no, not naked, but yeah, like if I'm giving my daughter a bath (laughs) and watching her, but, but, but that's it. But not naked, not like balls out to the lid. No. 
Now, hold on. Do you think if it was a mood ring toilet seat, he would still ring use, you know, make the balls print just from sitting there with the jogging pants on? Do you think it would still do it? Or do you think they had to be naked with just balls sitting flat on the toilet seat? I found yeah. out. I found out from that particular photo that I posted that the person had shorts on and his balls still made a mark through it. I did find that out because it good was good a for him. Yes, good for Just him. Good to have balls that with that much character that they 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 can you can guess their mood through shorts. Just slap them. I don't know who's I don't know who this hero is, Kate, but I like the sound of them. Yeah, so so I found that out, but I also found out that a lot of men, the, the stuff that shocked me the most was how many men said after a shower, they sit down to like cool or dry off. And it's like, that's one of probably the dirtiest places after you just cleaned yourself to go sit on yeah. me. So yes, it was a little shocking. And, I, you know, and then and then a lot of people were mad because I said, his his balls and then one woman tried to be like oh really you're part of the patriarchy you know because they were trying to say it could be labia first of all where the ball mark was it could not have been labia the placement is not the same but also i'm all about people doing whatever the fuck they want to do with their bodies and their sexualities but like don't come at me because i said his balls like Please, uh, I don't need it. Like in the future, I'll try to remember to say his or her balls. The balls are what make you him, though. The uh, her balls, like if like, you say like yeah. his his breasts, like you know. But but like to to say the his part, like you know, that's the the balls. Yeah, it it feels it feels like the natural. But here's the thing. Let's say they are lady balls and you want me to refer to them as her balls. Like, I'll do it. I'll call you anything you want. But can you fucking give me a minute to catch up? Like, am I allowed to, to take my take a breath and process it? Like what? Like when when Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn, if, if, if you even took a minute to be like, oh, man, that's so weird because he she used to be Bruce Jenner. And the people would be like, you're fucking hateful. I'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm all for it. It's just, I think I'm in that generation where you still have to process some shit. And it's like, well, it's just weird. Yeah. I think everyone has to process stuff like that. I think there's like a forced um, acceptance some people fake and then turn and say stuff like that. And it's like, it's one thing... It's one thing to say to someone, no, you're not allowed to transition into whatever gender you want. Or, you know, I, I don't care. I'm just like, do you? But yeah, I said, I said his balls because once again, I believe, and maybe I'll get hate for this, but like when you're born in the hospital, I believe they still say, depending on if there's a vagina or a penis, oh, it's a girl or it's a boy. Now, maybe that'll change soon and they'll just say your child has this. It's a thing. No, but like, I mean, it's, maybe they'll it's just. It's a baby. <laughs> CJ, you're going to get. <laughs> Sorry, dude. But listen, it's if like I think really it's weird, I'm going to tell you. If one of my friends, you know, is like, dude, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to become a chick. I'm going to be like, listen, that's fucking weird. You know, do your thing. But I think it's a pretty drastic move. And it will weird me out. 
if it's me, you know, if it's but my that, opinion, I mean, like, it's fair. It's fair to be weirded out by what you're weirded out by. I think there's this interesting fake PC stuff that comes out where it's like, do you want things to actually change or do you want people to pretend they're okay with everything? Because people are allowed to have things that weird them out or they're not comfortable with, but it doesn't mean you're trying to stop something from right. happening. And yeah. I think people aren't allowing for natural, like, you know, for me, I'm still in my head for the most part, I'm like, okay, you have a vagina, you're a girl. I'm not saying that that's a hundred percent true anymore because things are changing, but it's like, it's okay that I still think in my head, vagina goes to woman because that's what I was raised with. And that's what even doctors are still doing when a child's born. So, you but know, see, I'll see, change the dude, times, but if a, if a dude has a vagina, if you're going to even say that, that means they do still have balls. That means the vagina is behind their balls or something. Because you can't, if it's a dude, if you're saying this dude has a vagina, you're saying it's a dude because there's still a penis there, right? Oh, I don't know. Or, or, cause I don't think you're saying this dude has a vagina if there's no. No, you're, you're not. The, the correct thing would be like, oh, this lady has a very interesting vagina. Made I... out, of, made out of nutsack skin. Sorry, sorry, not cool. I used I used to get in trouble for um, Kate to to your point about like this phony PC, and um, I used to do this joke uh, about my daughter and how I wanted to have a little girl, and because uh, I think little girls are so cute, I think little boys are gross. It's it's teenage girls that I'm like, ooh, those sound awful. So, like, I keep my fingers crossed that the kid's transgender. So that way, like, when I'm ready to have, like, a fun dude to hang out with, she'll turn into one, like, at 15 or something, and I could skip over the teenage girl. Which, if you break it down, is a pretty supportive joke to the transgender community. I'm actually saying, like, oh, I hope my daughter's transgender. I don't think you can get more supportive than that. And I would still get yelled at by people after shows, never anybody transgender, always like a straight, angry white lady who knows somebody that's transgender. And to me, it's so much worse because when you just stick up for something, like when you just blanket defend an entire class of people, what you're saying is they're not smart enough to discern for themselves if this joke is funny. Like when you get offended on somebody else's behalf, you're almost saying like, I don't trust them to determine whether or not this is offensive to them. So I'm gonna tell you it's offensive to them, which to me is so much worse. To me, it's just so, it just shows that people aren't really feeling into things or listening. They hear a triggering word Yes. And then go into some automatic robotic response because you've told me that joke before and this whole what happened and it, it really comes off as a progressive, funny joke and supportive. So for someone to get offended by it, it really they're not listening that they, they, they heard it and they think, oh, how dare you even talk about that? But yes, it's actually that reaction is also going against um 
freedom because you're 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 like being open-minded to it and you're not saying anything insulting and by them just being like don't even talk about them it's like right um they're the ones that are still having i think a hard time processing because you didn't that that has no hate in it what you just said and i can feel like i would be quick to respond because i can be that hippie annoying chick like how dare you but like that feels actually really supportive Siege, you want to say anything? <laughs> um, so I guess with that joke, uh, it's pretty clever. <laughs> That's how I used to defend it. I would be like, but can't you see how clever it is? Yeah. Listen, to me, I see cleverness. If you just said something pretty clever and I'm like, oh, shit, I never thought of that. It's good. I don't care who it offends or who it's about. If, if, you, if it's pretty clever... I'm going to laugh at it. And I think, like, because CG may be trying to stand up at some point, but I think you're going to see, like, you really can't cater to those people anyway. Because I know, CG, you have some concepts where you might use words that automatically make people be like, oh, but, and same with me. Like, some of my new material I'm going to be doing, someone might hear the first word and immediately get upset when if they actually listened, I'm not attacking anyone. Right. But like, um, you know, you do see in comedy that there are some people that a topic is just off limits to them. They hear the thing and they're immediately seeing red or upset and it has nothing to do <laughs> with what you're saying there. You've just triggered them into a whole other thing and you just can't cater to those people. Because if you're actually saying something with good intent and that's not offensive, you can't be scared. Like, I do get a little nervous every time we talk about a transgender issue or hermaphrodites because I know there's a whole community defending them, which I think's great. They need to have support. But it can't be, don't you even talk about this? And if you do talk about it, it can only be in this certain sense. Like, there can't be any humor woven in. Because when you start doing that, you're killing something. Right flattening the whole wave so um yeah i i I hate that kind of stuff because i'm here actually trying to like make a difference and bring a better world in in many ways and then like when you have someone like that who's masquerading like they're they're pretending they're bringing in a better world but they're actually just like popping off at a word i can't they just like an excuse to tell you to point their finger at you those oh those people are dangerous Mm-hmm. Aren't you always amazed when it's a comic policing other comics? Like when when you see the 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 comics coming out against something a comic said. Well, when I had that happen to me, I was I was shocked because anyone who really talks to me knows I have good intentions and that I'm also an artist trying to try out new things. So I see it as once again. Yeah, it's it's what CG's saying. It's it's someone wanting to point a finger. They want to take their power. They want to feel powerful and tell you what you can and can't do. It's to squeeze you into a certain kind of box. And uh, those of us who are too strong, we're just like, you know, it might it might get to us for a second and make us like double think or whatever. But ultimately, you know, a real free spirit with humor is not going to let those people win that's a very colorless world when those people those kinds of people win yeah they suck the joy right out of everything 
Yes. They suck the warmth and the happy right out of everything. And it's never, it's never a good comic you see attacking other comics. It's, it's never somebody whose work <laughs> you respect, you know? Well, I thought I did respect some of the people's work that came after me. And then I realized, you know, I don't even want to talk shit right now. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Kate, go ahead. Oh, Kate's like, hey, there's no, there's no way I want to make a good show right now. Uh, <laughs> because I actually don't disrespect these people's comedy. I think they do have talent. But I think it came from people who aren't pushing limits in a certain way that maybe they want to and that's the nicest way i can say it is yeah you're attacking someone who has a good heart and good intentions and you're coming at them a certain way and telling them what they can and can't do you're scared you're scared yeah. of something and you haven't faced it right and, uh that's that's on them but i'm gonna keep doing me <laughs> you know? it's it's people that don't take risks attacking risk takers amen yeah yeah it's the worst and the risk takers are taking the risk because they're trying to pump some magic into this world that can be real bland and real, you know, unexciting and cold and dark. And, you know, so you're trying, you know, you're jumping to try to pump some warmth into the, wor the world, some a little bit of light. And then and then, you know, you you can get out of pocket sometimes and you did step a little far, but you're trying, you're putting it out there. You're, you're trying to make it better. You're trying to make things better for people, make people laugh, make people happy. Ten, ten, um, didn't go out of pocket. I went out of pocket. With Labia Game, I did go a little out of pocket. I will say that it was out of pocket. Um, but it, it was it was truly in good fun. I thought everyone, I, I was an idiot to think everyone would be in on it. Like, it was like, I'm a, I'm a I'm a female. I'm gonna say the craziest shit because I turn on rap and everyone yeah. the craziest shit. I'm a comedian. Right. I'll try to make it funny. I don't think I completely hit the nail on the head. I know that, but like well, I remember that. No, I watched that video. That was very funny. I tried to be, and I tried to spoof it. You know, like and and but um, well, that's that's the like these like parody right now is dead. People don't understand parody anymore. So they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't get that you're poking fun at, at the subject and that you're not seriously a rap. You're not that you're, you know, not that you're not a rap, but that you're poking fun at, at and if you were, and if you were a dude and you put that song up about your dick, <laughs> If you were a male comedian rapping about your dick and your balls, it would have gone viral and people would have fucking loved it and been like, oh, this dude's so funny. Yeah, no, I mean, and that was kind of the point was like as a as a girl, you know, to play with it. But um, yeah, but that's why because when CG said out of pocket, I knew you weren't talking about Ken's joke. Not that Ken does have some jokes that are out of pocket, which is why yeah. I respect it. No, what I'm saying is like I get out of pocket sometimes because oh. I'm going for it. You know, I'm going for it. I'm trying yeah. to make people laugh, trying to make people laugh. And then, oh, shit, I stepped a little further than I wanted to step by accident. But, you know, in the moment, it's like it's like playing a football game. Like, you know, you get you get some penalties like when you're just when you're trying your ass off and things happen in the moment. And then, you know, you step a little far, you cross the line or, you, you know, and like like that can happen. Um, but. Yeah, the people hold to hold you to such a strict standard for it when they're not putting anything out, 
out there. They're not helping the situation at all because I feel like you are helping the world in a certain way, in a way it needs help. You're creating warmth in a dark, cold world when you're trying to be funny, when you're trying to make people laugh or make people comfortable or whatever. And so, you know, if they're not ever doing that and they're just going to tell you when you're when you're messing up, that I just think it's they're totally not in the game. They're They're totally not in the... They're not doing the work. They don't understand the trade. And I'm not I'm not talking about I'm a comedian or I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm just talking about life in general, being a being a person who likes to make people laugh and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, and then the other people who don't get it and they just want to catch you and suck the life out of it and you know, pop your balloon. So um people are threatened. People are subconsciously threatened a lot of the time. And sometimes they, yeah, they smell that warmth or that risk taker thing. And they just subconsciously even want to stomp it down because of that. But in their head, they've convinced themselves it's for other reasons. They're protecting something or, you know, but um, I think at the end of the day, people like the three of us don't stop trying to bring laughter into topics that are touch or you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't like when people say you can't talk about this one certain thing. If right. You want to be like, why? Yes, that's the worst thing you could tell. Like if you tell me, I get like if you're if if you're hired to do like a fundraiser or something and they tell you what not to talk about. I get that that you know, I'll respect that sometimes, but if you're at a club and and a, and a booker or a club owner says, oh, don't talk about this. It's like, why did you even put that in my head? The minute you tell me not to talk about that, it's literally all I want to talk about. <laughs> I never would have occurred to me to talk about it if you hadn't told me not to. <laughs> and also, I think I think that like. I think the kind of comedy that I do, I think the, the kind of comedy you do, Kate, it's like you want to make people laugh at shit they don't want to laugh at. Like that to me is the most rewarding laugh. Like when you've got a room full of people who are like, I don't agree with any of this, but it's fucking funny. That's to me, that's the best, like that's the best, like that's the laugh that you, that's the hardest earned. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think like pushing limits and telling your truth and, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for when CG does get on stage because he's also, he pushes limits, like just in conversations and group chats. And I think those, I think that kind of a, a person ultimately does the best. I think those are the most successful comics, even though it might be a little scarier to, because also like, and I've seen Ken and I both do this, like when you go on stage with a new concept or joke, and it bombs. I'm not saying we bomb a lot, Ken, but I bomb a lot. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> I bomb all the time. We both each other. I have like this distinct that like you've told me you were like, I'm trying this on stage tonight. What do you think? And I'm like, man, it's funny, but I don't know. <laughs> and like vice versa. And it's funny. Like, I just think it's great when people push limits and say, like, let let's see. Um, but uh, but that's way more exciting to watch than someone who's like found the formula to get everyone to laugh at every yes. joke. And yep. it's, yes. it's a topic that like has been done a million times and you're like, oh, come on, you know? So like, I'd rather see a comic bomb every now and then, but they're 
they're talking about shit that you don't really hear people talk about or a new perspective. And um, you can't really you can't really do that if you're scared and living in this fake PC world, you know, so. I bombed so hard at a show in Pennsylvania last week that a lady raised her hand to ask why I had to talk so much. (laughs) I was like, the show wasn't going well. And then I was like in the Poconos and I stopped and I was like, all right, listen, this is the deal. You guys paid for a comedy show. This is the show. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic and you risked your lives to come here. So why not try and enjoy it? And then like I had thrown out one of my best jokes that I know is fun. Like it, it always works. And it barely got a chuckle. And I was like, you guys are in the Poconos. The jokes aren't going to get better than this. You know, like one of us has to change. And I'm not, I don't think I'm capable of it. So maybe you guys could start changing like right now. And then and then this woman still just looked very annoyed with me. And I was like, listen, I was like, normally I'm I'm trying to not I'm actively trying not to be such an asshole to the crowd. Like I've like I've got to like work on projecting a, like a little more maybe likability. So I said to her, listen, like normally when I see somebody looking at me like this, I would attack them. But and then I always go home thinking like, you know what? I was a dick. And what if it had nothing to do with me? What if they had a bad day? What if what if, you know, what if their marriage broke up like that day? And and so I said to her, I was like, so is, is that like, is it me or do you have something else going on? She was like, no, it's it's you. And then, <laughs> and then a lady at the next table raised her hand and I called on her. I was like, OK, I guess we're. I guess we're at the question and answer stage and she raised her hand. She was like, you know, you're okay. I just don't know why you have to talk so much. It was like, and then the room just kind of like, they just went through and each one of them kind of told me what they didn't like about me. That's normally not how. It's had me shook about trying it, man. That's not so hard. It was a long 45 minutes. No, but no, but here's the thing. I live for that shit. Like it, 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 I know that they're going to go home and remember it no matter what, you know, like if I sense things are getting uncomfortable, sometimes I'll be like, let me dig myself out of this hole. Let me try and make these people happy. And then other times I'm just like, nah, fuck them. Let me see how uncomfortable I can make it then, you know? But let's just drive it. I think it was um, David Bowie has this quote that I love so much where he says that art is it's the only place that you can crash the plane into the mountain and walk away. And I think that's the coolest fucking quote because you really can. Like you could just get up there and, and have a 45 minute disaster that those people are going to talk about for years. And and you're completely unscathed at the end. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely, and I know we have to wrap it up, so we'll do that in a sec. But I, I it is quite an art form to do that, and I've also bombed a show once in the Poconos. Same, 
I don't know if it was the same place, but <laughs> I brought like jokes. I feel like I the Poconos is not a place where elite people laugh very much. They're not <laughs> around a lot of other people. They're, it's pretty rural, you know. So like, I, I don't know what kind of crowd you're. Or is it ski resorts or something or? Kinda, yeah. Okay. 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 I've done I've done different shows in that area and. Um, yeah, you just don't know how open they are to like. I mean, they're mountain folk. Mountain folk are. <laughs> I feel like they're tough to please. Yeah, I would agree. Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Ken, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Your podcast. Uh, you can find me at Ken Krantz Comic on social media and. Um, podcast i love rock and roll so easy to remember uh itunes spotify soundcloud wherever you get podcasts i would love to have you guys on yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah thanks awesome. for coming ken it's been real <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do a vanilla ice episode for you I would love it. <laughs> I want to do some videos where I'm Vanilla Ice because I don't think the kids these days remember him. So I think I might, I might ba maybe do some of those. You're gonna redo. <laughs> you're gonna redo Vanilla Ice videos. No, no, like I'm gonna be Vanilla Ice in the video, but I'm I'll probably be talking as Vanilla Ice, not like a rap. I, I'm not I'm not really sure, but I think I could be Vanilla Ice in a sketch. Before, the, before the podcast, just to get hype about it? No, just for my life. Okay. Just going forward, he's going to be Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so hard to follow, Kate? He's going to be Vanilla Ice from now on. Yeah, like people, you know, I feel like they don't remember him, and they should. And so, you know, maybe I can make, I can make some videos where he makes some appearances. Okay. I, I've been waiting for his comeback for a while, so thank you <laughs> for being the one to bring that in. Uh, I, I've definitely noticed there's not been enough vanilla. Do you know Vanilla Ice? That sounded racist. I didn't mean <laughs> <laughs> so Sounds really bad. <laughs> there hasn't been enough vanilla <laughs> yeah, the past few years around I'd love a little more vanilla around yeah. here. In my and that's why Kate voted for Trump. <laughs> I <did> not. <laughs> um, okay. For, for me, um, we have an exclusive Patreon account up and running. Um, right now, we've got one exclusive episode on there and two videos. We may be putting more stuff out there, depending on... on Demand, what is it, supply, demand kind of no, stuff? No, we will. You can't tell people that you're, you're paying for a subscription for your thing that you, you might put some more material out there. You were going to, audience, we're going to put some more material out there. No, I mean like. Pretty much a sure thing. <laughs> so in case you want to enroll. Well, no, I meant, I meant like, I meant like it's already, I might put more than, than we've said we'll put is what I meant to say. It just didn't sound right. Like, like oh, they did you advertise that we'd put some more than that? Okay, um, anyway, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash invasion of privacy at the Kate Wolf on Instagram. Find, find my viral video on TikTok, Kate Fanshawn Wolf. I'm pretty proud. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for coming on, Ken. And yeah, I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah very, very informative. So thank you.
special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.